cows, work all day in the fields, milk cows again, eat supper, then go to town and stay past midnight at a meeting of the school board. So God made a farmer. My administration will be focused on three very important words. Jobs, jobs, jobs. This man must be a minister, a social worker, a diplomat, a tough guy, and a gentleman. And of course he'll have to be a genius because he'll have to feed a family on a policeman's salary. From this day forward, it's going to be only America first. America first. We, the citizens of America, are now joined in a great national effort to rebuild our country and restore its promise for all of our people. Because today, we are not merely transferring power from one administration to another or from one party to another. But we are transferring power from Washington, D.C. and giving it back to you, the people. Hold on to your seats. Buckle up for safety. You are now entering another dimension with The Scott Adams Show. That's right. My name is Scott Adams. You're listening to The Scott Adams Show. And today we're joined by a very special guest, special to me anyway, Leonora Cravota. Welcome to The Scott Adams Show. Thank you, Scott. It's been, great to be here. It's been a while. It's been a while. It's been a few weeks. You've actually been... Um, I've been busy. I've you've been, been busy. busy. You yeah. were all the way out in Hawaii taking care of your brother who fell, right? And a lot of stuff has been going yeah, on Yeah, a lot, lot, lot of things are going on, yeah. Yeah. But, and there's a lot going on in the world. Uh, you know, I'd, I'd call oh, it. Oh, really? Yeah, something happened. I, I, I describe it almost as an apocalyptic now you, moment. You, by the way, when you were in Hawaii, you didn't cover the. You, you weren't in the fire zone. No, I was not in the fire zone. But. Yeah, but uh, in any case, so Trump got arrested, got a mugshot, and he tweeted it. He tweeted it. Not only Truth Social, it. But he tweeted it, which is his first tweet since 2021. His last, his last tweet was something to the effect of, in January 2021, if anybody is asking whether I'm going to the uh, inauguration, the answer is no. Or it was something like that. And, you know, as I was just saying, I, I see this as an apocalyptic moment. This is like our society, like, falling tremendously, that we have a former president who's been indicted now four times, has a mugshot. And what is everybody talking about that people are saying he didn't tell the truth about his weight? I mean, you know, <laughs> I mean, it's like, I mean, you know, it's ridiculous. I mean, this is uh, this is insanity that this is going on. And, and if you look at the list of people who are indicted, there's like 19 people who are part of this. There are a number of them haven't surrendered yet. So. I try to stay below 200, but uh, I know what 215 feels and looks like. And uh He's bigger than 215. <laughs> I try to stay below 100. <laughs> yeah. Um, so that's kind of funny. Uh, all right. We have a lot of audio today uh, because there's a lot of good commentary about all this. But uh, I have some interesting audio about Nikki Haley. It turns out that McMaster's was the lieutenant governor when Nikki Haley was governor. And the reason why Trump basically hired Nikki Haley for this, this stupid UN ambassador job was 
because he wanted McMaster to be governor more than he cared about the UN. We didn't need the sharpest tool in the shed for the UN because they just basically are mouthpieces. When they sit there at the table, they're already given instructions as to what to say and do. It's sort of like a salesman can't, you know, lower the price. He's got to check with his manager, right? You know, if you're selling a car or something like that. Mm-hmm. So it's like, well, let me check with my manager, right? Well, that that was where Nikki was. And I had been saying for a long time, Nikki Haley is not the sharpest tool in the shed by far. And now she wants to lower the, one of her campaign slogans is to lower the age, to lower the age of, uh, I mean, to raise the age of retirement. So she wants you to work longer <laughs> because it's not solvent. Yet we, okay, I, I have an idea about how to make Social Security for American citizens, the great generation, the traditionals, the boomers, you know, the people that made this country. I have a, I have a great idea. Stop giving money to that pedophile sex freak called Zelensky in Ukraine because that guy is about as corrupt as anyone's business. Charity begins at home. Stop sending $200 billion to Ukraine. We need the money here. I mean, you know, they're playing on our heartstrings, but, and this, you know, this went on a couple, uh, was it a year ago with everything going on in Ukraine? Ukraine? There are poor people in the United States. Listen, folks, this is your litmus test. I said my litmus test uh, months ago, many months ago, six months ago, eight months ago. I said my litmus test. For the Democrat, uh, for the Republican primary, is whoever Paul Ryan and and uh, Mitt Romney support, I will choose the opposite candidate. Period. Because they're the globalists, and I think that the number one issue that never is talked about ever in the media, never ever, is BlackRock, dark money. Global corporate partnerships, multinational scam deals, the uh, scamdemic, the uh, um, the basic climate scam, right? Climate change scam. And we got one little clip about that, just to reiterate, because I constantly want to pound away at the idea that this climate thing is just a scam. It's an initiative. It's an agenda to usurp power from you, okay, and also to drive up inflation and to crush you, just like these these uh, direct laser beam fires that are happening. You know, there's a story out of Hawaii about these blue roofs, blue roofs, the blue roofs. Somehow they did this test, and I was I tweeted this yesterday, and they had a uh, I think it was. Green, yellow, and it was the primary colors. Red, green, like cyan, magenta, yellow, black, right? For for four-color process. Mm -hmm. But it was the solid colors. It was like blue, yellow, red, and green. And guess which one the laser didn't have any impact on? Blue. Yeah. And, you know, like a green screen, right? Yeah. 
it, it works like a green screen. So somehow the lasers can't see, don't have any impact on blue for some reason. According to this test. Now, if this test was a fake, then they faked me. Okay. But, yeah. you know, and I'm easily faked when it comes to science. But, <laughs> um, but uh, no, but the thing is, is that Oprah and, and uh, Lady Gaga and all these people have blue roofs. Now, why in the world did they put blue paint on the top of their yeah. roofs? Yeah. And I think that at the time, if I recall, it was, this to, it was like to symbolize a cause. We believe in this, you know, and, and so think about this for just a second. Yeah. This is a Democrat playbook. Yeah. They come up with some lunatically, lunacy uh, cause. Like, yeah. like um, LBGTQ, trans, and blacks with a third eye. We need to support this group, right? So in order to voice our support for that group of LBGTQIZYX and trans and Black Lives Matter, we think that they're all victims and especially those with a third eye and and a left, you know, one ear. Uh, We're going to go ahead and support them. And by doing that, we're going to go ahead and paint our houses, uh, the top roofs of our houses blue. Why don't you all join us? And of course, everybody's going to be like, "I'm not joining that. That's 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 ludicrous. That's stupid. That's dumb. You know, that's uh, I'm not going to join that party. That's that's out to lunch. And by doing that, you've just isolated yourself. They've put you against that to where you'll never paint your roof blue. And then a laser starts coming one day, yeah, and sets all the houses that aren't blue on fire. Now, guess what? See, these people knew what was going on. And so if you want to keep your house safe, just do what Oprah does. Because she's on the inside, apparently. But this, this, there's something to this laser thing that and blue paint. Look it up. I don't know. It, it's kind of crazy. But um, here was President Trump. Uh, great mugshot, by the way. What is it? Never surrender. Never surrender. And in French, it's ne vous rendez jamais. And why did you bring up French just now? Because I was reading about it on the Figaro. And you wrote about it. Well, I wrote, I wrote, I haven't written about Trump specifically, but I did recently do a book review uh, that, that's about a book that is entitled Après la déconstruction, l'université au défi des idéologies, which is after deconstruction, the university faces its challenges. And this was written by three uh, professors at La Sorbonne. It's a collection of of Where you went to school? Where I where I went to school when I studied in Paris, I went to La Sorbonne, and I also went to the, the Institute of Political Studies, also known as Sciences Po. You know, some some years ago. At at, at any event, uh, this this book deals with a colloquium that happened in January of 2022, which talked about wokeism that was almost shut down. It happened at the Sorbonne, but the Sorbonne did not sanction it. And the collection of essays from journalists, university professors, um, historians talked about how wokeism developed on the American university campuses and it was imported to France. Now, nobody was sitting there uh, blaming America. It wasn't written in that way, but it was interesting to read this book and see how it was a harbinger 
of what could happen in France or could happen in other countries. And interestingly enough, though, the French are sort of like there's a majority in France that's rejecting this. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Like a a large majority, like 85% of French don't want this. There's a lot of people rejecting it. Although, obviously, there was some interest because when it happened, when this they're colloquium... They're trying to erode French culture. Well, yeah, well, they're trying to erode French culture. And other people, like the former president of France, uh, Nicolas Sarkozy, has written about this. Many people have written about the importance of maintaining your national identity. The book is very interesting because it does bring up, you know, certain writers who have talked about how they were, for, you know, they were criticized for integrating into French culture. A journalist was criticized for doing that, she, she, that she didn't that she changed her name to a French name from a Turkish name. She said if it was the other way around, nobody would have criticized me. If I went from if I went from Claire to Kidam instead of Kidam to Claire, everybody would have been quiet about that and, and praised me for it. So again, it's a very interesting topic, and, it, and I bring it up today when we're talking about uh, President Trump because it shows once again the crazy wokeism that's happening in the United States, which is being seen around the world. I mean, that's where, you know, right. that's where I've got that quote that's from. Ne vous, vous rendez jamais means never surrender. And, and this is now becoming a slogan for Trump. And again, the mug shots are being printed on, on mugs. So you have this situation where this is just going to only help Trump's campaign. Oh, absolutely. But I think that the most profound point that you just made is we are being seen like Venezuela now. Exactly. I mean, this is almost, uh, no, it's not almost. It's embarrassing. It is. It, it is embarrassing. We're being seen as a third world country in terms of uh, the way we run our judicial system. The you know, fact and, that and, we would do this to a sitting, uh, to a former president is ridiculous. And it's true. I mean, you know, black people that, that are educated, that get married, that do the right thing, that raise their children properly. There's so, you know, that's the majority of black people right. are great people, right? Exactly. And just normal people, right? But they have to be—they have to be associated in some weird way with these thugs that wear their pants around their butts, lower, you know, below their butts again, and, from and do the, the gangster rap and stuff like that. Yeah, well, you were saying because yeah, Tom, Tom Wolf wrote about well, okay, it. It's from the prison. Tom Wolf did two things with the with the black culture from the rap scene. Yeah, and it was the head do 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 head do the do rap uh, do rap. I think it was called the do yeah, rap. do rap and the belts. And T- the belts. Tell that story. Yeah, because what you talk about when you're in prison, you can't wear belts. So all the men in prison would have these pants that hang down. You know, this has been going on for years now. That it's become part of our culture that you see you see men walking around with pants falling down. You know where you can see their underwear like their babies and this has infiltrated not just the so-called uh criminal class but it's you know it's in the elite universities people are dressing like this they're emulating the prisons and the do wraps and all that people are wearing this why the do wraps I, I think they, uh, I, again, I think they could, would have a limited material in which to use while you're in prison because you're going, you know, because they're afraid you're going to hang yourself. So, so maybe a T-shirt that, could have been a do-wrap Yeah, or exactly. So um, the belt, uh, so I'm not completely sure what the root of the whole do-wrap is, but, but the belt, the lack of a belt and the, the, the baggy pants hanging below your uh, waist is clearly a prison uh, situation. Yeah, it's, and it's, so, an, it's a prison homage. So black, pe- black people have been experiencing this for years. That they've been embarrassed yeah. by the black culture and the black leadership that's failed them. Yeah, and this whole thing about reparations or I need welfare. It turns out that the welfare system. This is just reported on Fox and Friends this morning. 
about the welfare system and over 1.5 or 1.7 billion dollars went missing mm-hmm. that there's more fraud and by like cartels and and gangs who are explicitly uh rigging you know like figuring out ways to milk the welfare system in ways that you couldn't even imagine you know because criminals will be criminals right it's the it's the american taxpayer that doesn't have that mindset right yeah. and so we need to really eva- reevaluate whether or not we need this affirmative action or whether we need this quota based system uh, whether equity is a good thing which we know is a bad thing right i mean we know it and when i say re- we need to reevaluate i'm not talking just about us let me just take this because i forgot to change the system um wow Call, caller you're on the air caller oh, yes, uh, good morning scott no yes uh, good morning scott Mel, okay scott. what's your name oh, and where are you calling correct. from Mel, M-E-L, Saratoga Springs. Oh, I remember you. You haven't called in all years, I think. Yeah, it's been a while. Yes, yeah. yes, it's been that, at least a couple of things. Where you, uh, yeah, you, you speak about the government, yeah. what the American public seems to forget. We are the government. Yeah. Uh, what, what, what is happening? We're letting it happen to ourselves. Because those are in Washington are there, to, are there as our employees. Uh, we pay their salaries, and for us to allow what has been going on is to uh, President uh, Trump, Donald Trump, who was the rightful president as of this date and as of uh, the last election, you know, we've got to, uh, you know, take we've got to take the, uh, the bull by the horns and, you know, support this uh, effort that he's in, uh, uh, either financially or uh, just socially in regards to what you could wear. Now, I understand there's the uh, T-shirt out with his uh, mugshot on it. Yeah. But I've had one. Yeah, right. I've had one since this spring when Alvin Bragg, you know, Humpty Dumpty down in New York City, uh, wrote, you know, trying to uh, run him through the ringer. And uh, that I, you know, I bought from a uh, very well-known, uh, uh, a, uh, public figure, uh, and in social media or alternative media, uh, Alex Jones, Infowars.com, uh, has uh, uh, the T-shirt that says, uh, political prisoner with President Trump's mugshot, and that uh, height uh, measurement uh, behind him. That's what we need to wear, all of us, all of us who are on the right, uh, who believe in the constitutional republic. We should buy these shirts, wear them loud, wear them proud, and uh, whether you're black, white, or grizzly gray, come out and support this effort because if we don't, a constitutional republic will no longer exist. Mel, as a a black man, though, uh, what I was saying is I I led to the, I got to the black thing because of the American thing, which is... (laughs) This is an embarrassment and a stain on American history, but it's also an embarrassment. We're looking more like Venezuela by every day in the Biden regime. And, you know, the thing is, as a black man, it's a taxpaying citizen like yourself, a patriot. Um, you got to be looking at, you know, the, what's happening in our inner cities. 
and the election fraud and all and the crime and and all and the reparations and and the equity programs that Kamala is pushing, and you got to be almost like ashamed or embarrassed for what is being done in the other half of your, you know, black race. Well, I'm not ashamed. I'm not embarrassed. I'm angry. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's a controlled anger, but uh, you got to, like you say, when the enemy is killing himself, you just step step back and let him do it. Yeah. You don't interfere. So, you know, that's it. They're, they're digging their own grave. You know, they're putting the nails in their coffins. And then you just step back and let them do it because sooner or later you keep poking that bear. Uh, the bear's going to reach up and take half your head off. But don't you find it insulting and, uh, when they say that uh, black, black people are at a disadvantage and, and don't aren't as um, capable of getting a vote, a, a, you know, an ID and a voter ID registration. Oh, absolutely. I mean, how, how low it's can insulting. you go in that regard? I mean, yeah, absolutely. It's insulting. You know, I've, I've, you know, my mother, when I was a child, took us, took me anyway to uh, the voting booth and walked me right in and there and pulled the curtain, pull those levers, click, 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 show me how, you know, what, what your, your, your uh, political or your, your your public duties. I mean, as a citizen of this country, and I voted ever since. I you know, my my district, of course, it's a small town, Saratoga Springs. Everyone knows each other, black and white. I walk up to the room and hell, you know, Mister Winnie, blah blah blah. I'm back, you know, that's it. But if uh, if we you know, needed to get a uh, ID, I mean, how simple is that to get? Not it's not like rocket science, or you know, you got to jump through all kinds of hoops. You know, bang, you, it's, it's right there. You get a county, you get a DMV. You don't have to get a driver's license. You get a county or a state uh, ID, you know, for, I don't know, maybe 10, 15 bucks. Yeah, it's simple, very simple. But uh, I assume uh, even black and whites who are not that well advantaged, you know, they have uh, EBTs. And how do you get that? That's got to be a form of identification. You got it from the county, you know, for... Uh, for everyday life to get by, so not, it's not a it's not a hard process to to obtain identi- identification, you know, regardless of what your ethnic group is. So I mean, yeah, it's very insulting. They, they, the Democrat Party uses black people as a tool, yeah, as a prop, and black folks are getting tired. Completely. And you know, um, <laughs> there are a lot of these people that are uh, exploiting the system. They know that they're being exploited. And they're just like, well, if you're going to give it to me, I'm going to take it, right? They're not stupid. Well, yeah, they're no, you know they're not. But I'll give you one. One uh, uh, Malcolm X said that uh, he voting for a party that's, that's going to promise you this, promise you that, and it never comes through. You're not only a chump, but you're a traitor to your race. And this is what the Democrat Party has done to black folks. Kept them on the Democrat plantation with Trumps. And, you know, and but nobody wants that. They want a job they can go to, raise a family, pay taxes, get out of the projects, get out of the inner city, and move elsewhere. You know, be, be independent. And, and it's not, it doesn't happen in the inner city because they got you locked down on the plantation. Right. Democrat criminals, these demons. Nothing, so, nothing uh, makes a know, person, nothing makes a person feel better than to, you know, be able to, work an honest day, earn an honest wage, pay their bills independently of anything else. That's Nothing is more empowering than that, uh, to go through that life. The same thing, you know, people who go on diets and they, lo- they 
reach their weight goals, uh, feel better about themselves. You know, it took a little work to get there, but at some point, you're like, wow, I did it, and I feel good about myself. I worked my way to this point. You know, it's just it's just one of those things where, um, if it you know if it was easy, everybody would do it. But you know, you just have to do it. Right, and that's what President Trump wants you to do: get up off your backside and be a productive member right. of society. And you know, he had his first one of his, one of his first uh, 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 passionate relationships was with a black woman who was a supermodel. You know, a lot of they, they don't see the left. They never they gonna let you know that. Do you know who they she was? Black folks ignorant. Pardon me. Do you know what her name oh, look, is? I forget her name. Yeah. I you you you, you could find it. It's yeah. very easy to find. But yeah. She, he had a uh, he had a love relationship with a with a black woman. As I said, who was a supermodel in New York City, and uh, this guy he doesn't he doesn't have one he doesn't have any racist ball in his not body. at all just not at all no no uh, no and you know I don't know if I told you years ago whichever a couple of years in that in 2016 at the Pepsi Arena in Albany the capital of New York State he was there doing a rally and I got his autograph on my New York Thoroughbred Horsemen Association ball cap on oh, the uh, I still have it. I still have it, and uh, no, but and he looked at it, and he looked twice, and he saw all oh, this. This is New York Thoroughbred uh, Horseman Association, and in one time he was having a um, no, it was after the after the election when he won. He says he's going to make America strong, like Secretary who's in the who's in who's in the paddock, a statue of Secretary who is in the paddock at Belmont Park, Long Island. He says I'm going to. This country's going to be strong, as strong as Secretary. I have a feeling that New York Thoroughbred Horse Association emblem on that cap kind of uh, reminded him of, of, of the strength of that horse and what this country could be. It's my so favorite I mean, horse of all time, and that's where he won by 26 lengths at Belmont. Yes. Well, look, Mel, I love the fact yes. that you called in today. I remember your voice. I remember you. You used to call in a lot more. And I'm really happy you called in today, um, and I appreciate yeah, sure. it. Um, but thank you, thank because you. we have uh, a thank lot you. of uh, audio clips we have to cover. But yes, thank you for thank calling you. in. Yes. All, All right. right. Take care. Yes. Best to you. Bye-bye. Bye. Yeah. I remember that guy. Remember yes. Him? <laughs> yes, I remember. I remember, and he raised some excellent points. Yeah. Well, he's super smart, super patriot. All right, so I want to get to uh, some audio clips here um, now. We, we're way behind schedule, but we're going to get to do the best we can. It's live. So President Trump released a statement after leaving Fulton. Did I play this already? Uh, I don't think you play, you played the statement. No. Okay. All right. So, oh, no, I was about to play the yes, statement. Yes, you got distracted. That's by right. <laughs> That's right. Mel just got me shaking. Yeah. Um. All right, here, here we go. Um, the president walking up. Let's listen in. We believe it's a very sad day for America. This should never happen. If you challenge an election, you should be able to challenge an election. I thought the election was a rigged election, a stolen election, and I should have every right to do that. As you know, you have many people that you've been watching over the years do the same thing, whether it's Hillary Clinton or Stacey Abrams or many others. When you uh, have that great freedom to challenge, you have to be able to, otherwise you're going to have very dishonest elections. What has taken place here is a travesty of justice. We did nothing wrong. I did nothing wrong. And everybody knows it. I've never had such support 
And that goes with the other ones, too. What they're doing is election interference. They're trying to interfere with an election. There's never been anything like it in our country before. This is their way of campaigning. And this is one instance, but you have three other instances. It's election interference. So I want to thank you for being here. We did nothing wrong at all. And we have every right, every single right, to challenge an election that we think is dishonest, that we think it's very dishonest. So thank you all very much, and I'll see you uh, very soon. Thank you. All right, so we're going to speed it up, and we're going to play a few audio clips that I just really want to share. Now, here's a black guy. He says, I stand with Trump. Blacks for Trump outside the Fulton County Jail. Let's take a listen. And when he, when he put those tariffs on China, made China back up? No, not, not, that's my man. That is, he, he knows the world system better than any of those. This is the guy that uh, the left says can't figure out how to get a voter registration card. Yeah. <laughs> right? It's crazy. When he put those tariffs on China, made China back up? No, not, not, that's my man. That is, he, he, he knows true. the world system better than any of those guys. We need this country saved. It, it needs to be saved right now, as everyone knows. Everyone can see, even though protesting. some won't admit it. It's going down and fast. So he has four years of proof that he can turn it around, and I believe he will. So my support for him is unwavering. They're making the claim of illegality, and they never checked the reason that they're claiming the illegality. They're saying he, he, he questioned the election. So did we. We were up that night. And um, we watched the votes stop, and we're like, what's, what's that all about? And then he was winning, or won at that point. And then it flipped when it came back, and we're looking, what happened? And we watched it in real time on the TV. You know what happens? There's mail-in voting that gets counted after yeah. election night votes are in. Yep. And trucks come in blindly, and signature verifications aren't verified. I mean, give me a break, man. Yeah. You know, there's no chain of custody uh, it's Absolutely. just a complete charade. But this was before the debate, okay? I don't know. After the debate. This is Donnie Jr. after the debate. Okay, Who we interviewed is, years ago. Yeah, but this is before the uh, Fulton County mugshot. This was after the debate on debate night while Don Jr. was at in Milwaukee at the debate site. Let's listen to what Fox News did. Fox News, who hosted the debate. Let's listen to what Fox News, DeSantis Incorporated, Paul Ryan did. Right now, trying to ban people from actually having discourse about politics. Uh, How un probably, probably shouldn't surprise any of us. Uh, but that's what it is. And I've been told by others that I would be able to go in. So they said we were able to go in. Then they said they weren't now that we're here. Wait, wait, saying, and the candidate that said you can't go in the spin room. They're telling me right now, Fox won't let that. me into the spin but room. That's what the American people Fox should know. News, this sir. is the kind of they're network They're telling they him. Are. He works for security here. But they're telling him that I'm not allowed to go in there. Because the candidates that they've been boosting while simultaneously trying to cut down Trump for the last, what, two years? Didn't perform as they had hoped. So they can't have someone who can maybe be a representative of my father. Just like a few weeks ago when I was canceled after the first indictment, I was scheduled to go on. And about five minutes before I'm on, I found out I'm no longer on because apparently I wouldn't be a great surrogate to talk about my father's indictment. Just so we understand what we're dealing with here. So it shouldn't surprise any of us. And it's also why Trump was 100% right to not go to this debate. Exactly. 
it's beneath him, and when you know that you're walking into a setup because of exactly these kinds of circumstances, you understand exactly what's going on in mainstream media, even conservative. It's very I like to knock. I like to knock the one the side, but I got to call balls and strikes. This is no different than what we see from the Democrats. It's no different than what we're seeing from the Fulton County DA when they're trying to put a gag order on Donald Trump so he can't defend himself in court proceedings. And more importantly, to function as an intimidation tactic for anyone else who would defend him, where the DA there is then saying, hey, we're going to add you people to the indictment if you take part in this. I don't know, guys. doesn't reek of democracy. All the people that have been screaming that for the last six or so years, especially during the Trump presidency, when I believe we had a lot more freedom uh, than we do now, or certainly since this administration's taken over, are strangely quiet. But I guess we shouldn't be surprised. Well, we're never going to have freedom if we have rigged elections. And that's that's the common correlation. Well, what is his uh, girlfriend's name? Oh, you're talking about Kimberly Guilfoyle. Kimberly Guilfoyle I think yeah. they're supposedly engaged, but you know, I just yeah. wanted to make a quick comment. Yeah. I think the fact that Donnie Jr. was preve- prevented from going into the spin room is just yet another indication of how biased Fox News has become. It seems like Jess, uh, Jesse Waters' show is probably the only space, yeah. safe space for Trump supporters because he had Lara Maria Trump Bar- on. Maria Bartiroma. Uh, Maria Bartiroma, yeah. yeah. We're going to play Lara Trump, but we're also going to yeah. play someone who was actually speaking in the background of when Don was speaking. It's Kimberly, Kimberly Guilfoyle. Let's yeah. listen to her. And for President Trump, he is the front runner. Okay? He is the one that 62% of Republicans She's say, angry. I will cast my vote for him. He should be the nominee and indeed he will be. But nevertheless, Fox, with the banner Fox News Democracy in Action, there was no democracy there. There was just one-sided surrogates just from Ron DeSantis that they tried to prop up, but he was an empty suit literally. The suit didn't even fit. So maybe he should get some of his consultant money back and buy a suit and not look absolutely ridiculous. It was just embarrassing. He is my governor, so I thought perhaps he was going to try to step up and do something good, but he was a, a big loser last night, and you know Vivek Ramaswamy actually stood up, and he was the most supportive listen, of President Trump, listen. President Trump's achievements, and someone who has actually lived the America first dream and really loves this country, and that was really great and refreshing to see. The rest of them were cheap imitations in suits and one in a dress. Uh, They all had red ties on trying to emulate Donald Trump. You had Mike Pence. He kept saying Trump, Pence, and like their accomplishments. Okay, so now you want to try to take credit for it. Well, I thought she was going to say, I heard another uh, pundit uh, talk about it, and they said, you know, that they uh, hit all the right notes. He did. He said, uh, stop funding Ukraine, or at least audit what we're funding Ukraine. Um, The climate is a hoax. Uh, he said that. And those are two things that really appealed to me. I still have reservations about Vivek. He's a, he's a little inexperienced. No, and- no, no. It's beyond that. I, I think, I think you know, like we all thought that Mitt Romney was great until he wasn't. Yeah. I think that Vivek has the potential of being an uber globalist because uh, he was courted by them and you know, he's a six. He's got forty-four years old, six hundred million dollars. I mean, he's not you know, forty-four years old. He's only thirty-eight. Or thirty-eight and six hundred million dollars. <laughs> and the thing is, is that um, he's barely above the age level yeah. to run. We, we, we have to fix this. Phone, yeah, he's but, barely above the age level yeah. to run for president. Caller, you're on the air. Uh, yeah, real quick. I know you guys got a tight yeah. show. First, yeah. I want to thank uh, you guys and Lenore for sending me that uh, American Spectator article. I, oh, I really yeah. enjoyed it. Um, 
Second, I wanted to say something real quick about Trump and elections and, and his being prosecuted. I think he's got 90 counts against him. But just to show you how this country is, and I'm just a small individual. I'll, you know, I lived in California. I'm in South Dakota now. But uh, my brother was murdered in 1994 in a carjacking. There was two mm. guys that murdered him. One of them was convicted for life without parole. And the other guy, they just caught, they got DNA. And anyway, they prosecuted for the last two and a half years. The judge uh, just dismissed his case. In other words, let him go free. That was one of the murders. The second one now, because of all the laws in California, every every year they have like a thousand new laws that come January 1st. There was a one that was enacted by Senate Bill 1437, which says, you know, if you were young and uh, you you convicted of a, a felony or murder, uh, you 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 had probably had a poor life, so you could, we're, we'll give you a chance to go for it. So now the second murder, who was convicted with life without parole, is now they're bringing his case up to free him too. The point here is that the perpetrators are becoming the victims, and the victims are becoming the perpetrators. Oh, obviously, yeah. Done. Yeah, that's, that's become obvious. Of and, uh, but anyway, we're, we're in some real serious times, but uh, uh, enjoy your show. Keep up the good All work. Right. And, uh, uh, I'm sorry about your brother. I'm sorry about your brother. I'm very sorry about your brother. You're from South Dakota. I want you to look yeah, into. I want you. I want everybody to look into the South Dakota banking laws and find out how they are very much one of the top places to uh, hide your dark money and launder cash. And so, also Utah. Did you Did you hear about that? that South Dakota. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yes. Yes. It's, it's while I'm here right now, um, and uh, you know I escaped out of communist California yeah. two years ago, but. Uh, uh, even here, there's getting to be a lot. Of, they're trying to take over here. They're, they're trying to take over everywhere. Yeah, but well, California, they, they want to knock out first because if they get California, they get the coast. And I'll tell you, if the Chinese come, that's where they're coming first, California. Probably. Yep. So, all right. Thank you for calling right. in today. Take care. Thank you. Bye bye. All right, we got to fix this. Um, we're not going to be able to take any more calls. I'm sorry. Uh, we got too much going on today, although okay. we do appreciate the people who called yeah, in. No, totally. I, I actually love it when new callers call in. Yeah. You know, and st- you know I, I love it when old callers call in. You know, we like, we like loyal listeners. But, but I actually, you'd be surprised how large our listening base is. If everybody uh, called in for the first time, it, you, would, you would see what was going on behind the scenes. So total blowout, Fox News debate ratings are downright pathetic as President Trump's Tucker Carlson interview soars to over 260 million views. Uh, Fox and Friends promoted the viewership for the debate at 13 million today on Fox and Friends. Yeah. Guess what? Uh, I think it was more like 12 point something million right. was, was the Nielsen rating. And... Not only that, but guess what it was when Trump in 2015 took the stage? Something like 40 million? It was close to that. Yeah, yeah. I, I seem to remember that yeah. stat. Now, everything that went on during the 2016 election was so Trump dri- driven, and the same thing in 2020. All right, so just to give you an idea of what kind of government the, the Biden regime and his crony, his uh, crew is running. U.S. Department of Justice is suing Elon Musk, SpaceX, because I think it's... Uh, you know, when uh, Trump tweeted his first tweet mm-hmm. and he said, my mugshot, never surrender. Right, right. Yep. You know. Um, ne vous rendez jamais. Yeah. 
Um, Elon Musk retweeted that tweet and said, next level. Two words. Next level. This is totally next level, right? And got millions of views and stuff like that. But U.S. Department of Justice is now, because of that, probably, uh, because Elon Musk is a billion, the richest, one of the richest men in the world, is is sort of saying, you know, enough is enough, and has the goods on the on the deep state because of all the inside documentation that was going on between the FBI and the libtards that were in charge of Twitter before Elon Musk took over. Uh, I guarantee you that um, if Elon Musk supports Trump. And Trump comes president. Trump's going to protect Elon Musk's electric vehicle operation. Mm-hmm. And there's no one better, no one more trustworthy when someone says, I promise to make a deal. Trump will do that. Number one. So Trump follows through and he's told the truth every step of the way. But then also, um, he's capable of doing it just from his business perspective. So U.S. He could make he could he could carve out a clause that says except for Elon Musk, <laughs> SpaceX. I think SpaceX is actually quite important, you yeah. know, to our technology yes. and exploration in space. And I think that Neuralink is important. I think that uh, Starlink. Uh, if you ask any Hawaiian, Starlink has been saving the day. Mm-hmm. The donations from Tesla and Starlink. So U.S. Department of Justice is suing Elon Musk's SpaceX for discriminating against refugees and asylum seekers in its hiring practices. Equity. DEI, right? Yeah. Biden destroys U.S. citizen employment. Elon Musk should push to SCOTUS. How are illegals getting work permits? You know, I mean, they are. And then it's going into a slush fund. Dear Hawaii, your money went to Ukraine. Remember that? In November of 2024. All right. The Biden crime family. So Joe Biden actually sent out a fundraiser yesterday. Biden Harris. <laughs> Let's finish the job. Oh, God, I want to throw up. Apropos, he says, Joe Biden says this. Apropos of nothing. I think today, this was yesterday. I think that today's, uh, I think today's a great day to give to my campaign. Act blue. Donate to reelect Joe Biden and Kamala Harris. Are you kidding me? He campaigned off of that. <laughs> the gang that couldn't shoot. He straight. Campaigned, campaigned off of election interference. Yeah. What a criminal. I know. So I was so livid when I read that. Right. So I, I sent a quote, you know, like reply to that. I said, Biden crime family is still fleecing and hating the American taxpayer who apparently made quid pro quo. Quick pro Joe rich with his extortion and bribery schemes. And, uh, wow. Illuminati, uh, wrote this. If you haven't figured it out by now, an entire, our entire government is a huge mafia who launders our taxpayer money right back to themselves through foreign aid and endless wars. They all hate you. And could care less if the su- if you suffer and die horrible deaths, as long as they got rich, and that's happening in every single thing you can shake a stick at. Let's th- take a listen to Lara Trump. So distressing that challenging an election is a crime in this country. Um, working the phones is a crime in this country. Um, embezzlement apparently isn't. Not paying your taxes is fine. 
uh, throwing hot guns in a dumpster next to a school is okay. Funding a sex trafficking ring is fine, and possibly accepting foreign bribes is fine. But uh, phone calls, apparently, you either get impeached or indicted. Your thoughts? Well, I think you're spot on with that. And, and this specifically today, you know, it feels like one of the low points in American history, Jesse. You know, I wonder what the rest of the world is she looking at the once point. great superpower, the United States of America, and thinking right now, as we watch this play out with my father-in-law, now a fourth indictment. This arraignment today, and like you said, uh, probably a mugshot of one of the most recognizable people in the entire world. Why you would need a mugshot and why you would need to set a bond for someone like Donald Trump is absolutely absurd. Of course, he is no flight risk. Of course, everyone recognizes him. Um, but it just shows you how far the Democrats have gone at this point. And they used to try and hide it. But it feels very blatant and out front now. They're not even afraid to show us what they're willing to do and how they're willing to tear down this country. You know, our founding fathers wanted separation of powers because they never wanted the influence of politics in our legal system, yet that is exactly what we saw happen today to Donald Trump, what we've seen happen to him four times now with these absurd indictments. It started a, a year ago, if we can believe it's only been a year since that unprecedented pre-dawn raid at Mar-a-Lago, and it has only escalated now to this point today. So we have seen what infiltrating our legal system with politics will do. It destroys this country. Once that starts to happen, we start to become an authoritarian state. We are no longer a constitutional republic where we, the people, get to choose our leaders and get to choose how this country is run. And you know, Merrick Garland is a prime example of that, right? He's yeah. an operation, uh, operative, systematic guy. Yeah, like he's a, he's has an agenda. Thank God he didn't See, become a Supreme Court there justice, are, folks. There are two entities. In our in our U.S. our Constitution depends on two entities, two structures, two institutions, to basically make sure that a government takeover couldn't happen. One constitutionally sound judges, and two a free press journalism. That's why the free press has gotten, been given so much access and so much anonymity. Like, who's your source? I don't have to tell you. I'm a journalist, right? To protect the journalist, the whistleblower, whoever. And so once you destroy those two institutions, it's game over. Because those are the only stopgaps. So you could bring an election... And the people that are complaining about the rig election get arrested and the riggers themselves get a free pass because they're owned and operated by George Soros. You know, that's a real problem. Let's take a listen to the account that happened yesterday. 
And, you know, former President Donald Trump's motorcade entered and exited the Fulton County Jail behind me in just 22 minutes. He was arrested and then released on $200,000 bond for 13 felony charges, including racketeering. But as you mentioned, Ainsley, it is the mugshot that everyone is talking about. Mr. Trump seen scowling at the camera. He was assigned an inmate number and he was listed at 6'3", 215 pounds. Right, but some no. aren't buying that, given that in 2020 as president, the White House physician listed... They're going to arrest him for, for lying on that. Yeah. <laughs> That's all everybody's talking about. Is the only lie Donald Trump ever told was about his weight, because well, he yeah. loves McDonald's. Uh, <laughs> him at 244 pounds. Reportedly, these numbers were pre-reported to the sheriff's office to speed up the booking process yesterday. Nonetheless, Mr. Trump spoke exclusively to Fox News Digital about his experience, saying, quote, they insisted on a mugshot, and I agreed to do that. It is not a comfortable feeling, especially when you've done nothing wrong. As uncomfortable as the mugshot may have been for the former president, that has not stopped him from already profiting from it. His 2024 presidential campaign is selling merchandise online plastered with his mugshot, including $34 t-shirts, $25 mugs, and even a pair of $12 mugshot bumper stickers. The former president posted his mugshot and a fundraising link on X, marking the first time he's tweeted since he was banned from Twitter after the January 6th riot more than three years ago. Now, as part of the former president's bail conditions, he is prohibited from intimidating any witnesses, co-defendants, or victims in this case on social media. But after his historic arrest, Mr. Trump was defiant before taking off from Atlanta. All right, and then we heard the statement that he made. Um, so that's the, a couple of... I want you to hear this. This is actually quite something um, about Nikki Haley. All right, so... We're going to get to this one clip real quick. Um, Brett Baer. Okay, let's, let's take a listen to this. This is quite interesting. Why would I allow a hostile network, Fox? You know, pretty hostile. Why would I allow... You get a fair shake. Okay, but I mean, this is a fair interview, but it's hostile. It's on the hostile side. I wouldn't say it's a puff piece, but that's okay. Hey, Brett, why would I allow a hostile network and then allow people that are polling at zero they're polling at zero many of these guys one of them is zero with an arrow left now i think that's a mistake in other words a zero that's less than zero christie's like at one percent or less uh, many of them nikki haley's at two percent she hasn't caught on because everyone knows she's you know highly overrated you know i put <laughs> nikki there because i like the governor the lieutenant governor of south carolina and Henry McMaster has turned out to be a great, great governor. That's why you put her in well, the position two. for the I U.N.? I got two for the price of one. I put her over there. But much more important to me, because Henry McMaster was great, always great. And people love him in South Carolina. And I got him to be governor of South Carolina. That was a very big thing to me. And I put her in that other position. But look, Nikki. That's one of the reasons why Trump was hiring people that you questioned, is he was hiring for the other opportunity that you weren't looking at. He wanted McMaster to be the governor of North Carolina to straighten out North Carolina, which, frankly, is a tightly contested state. So if you get, you know, a, a buffoon like Nikki Haley, um, you know, who I can't stand. I, I like her practically the least of all the candidates. She and Chris Christie and, and Mike Pence are the three candidates I like the least you know, well, <laughs> they're they're like down there with McCain with me, John McCain. 
Um, you know, a uh, couple of things. We're running. We're going to be running out of time here soon. I'm going to try to get to whatever I can. Uh, let's take a, uh, and I'm going to try to pick and choose my clips uh, that I have right here. Let's take a listen to this. Now we're we are going to be running out of time. And uh, by the way, Leonora had to leave us because. She uh, has a Zoom call at the top of the hour, and uh, so that wouldn't give her enough time. So she she had to leave. But um, all right, so I wanted to listen to this. This is a Hunter story. I want to switch gears real quick and listen to just a part of this. This is new breaking news, too, by the way. Report that Hunter Biden used Air Force Two to get to at least 15 different countries. Joe Biden can no longer deny he was in business with his son. He was literally his co-pilot. But newly unearthed photos from the laptop, Secret Service records, and videos show Hunter traveled a lot more than we knew. Here's Hunter in Croatia with his family back in 2015, mixing Joe Biden's business with pleasure, obviously. And here's Hunter sitting on Air Force Two in Kosovo. Wonder what was wrong. Hunter was in Kosovo with his family to visit a road dedicated to his late brother, Bo. Primetime's investigating Hunter's meetings while in Kosovo. But you never know where Hunter ends up. We told you earlier this week Hunter used Air Force Two to meet up with business partners. He sent emails from the plane. Hunter went directly to Serbia on Air Force Two and even invited his Serbian client in Biden's motorcade. These are all Quote, laundering capital. I'll make sure we Ukraine. can spend time together and maybe you could come with me in the motorcade to the airport if you have time. And tonight we have even more video of Hunter in foreign countries. Who's that in the blue ball cap just a few steps behind the vice president? Well, that's Hunter, 13 years ago in Canada. He followed his dad out of the motorcade, always keeping a little distance, trying to stay clear of the cameras, but we got him. Earlier this week, we showed you how Hunter would slink into the back seat of Joe's limo after getting off Air Force Two. Here he is in Japan. And then there he is in Germany. I think he's skulking behind Jill. Yep, that's Hunter. We also found him in Italy, shaking hands with the Prime Minister. Hunter spent a lot of time in Italy. It's where he met Burisma's owner. The only time we saw Hunter actually walk off Air Force Two with the VP was in China. There he is. Later that trip, Joe Biden shook hands with Chunner's Chinese client in the lobby of the hotel, and then the Biden family got a $25 million deal. It's not just Europe, Asia, and North Africa. Hunter requested Secret Service protection in Egypt, South Africa, and Kenya. The same dates his dad traveled there on Air Force Two in 2010. So, remember, while Joe was vice president, Hunter siphoned everything he could out of Africa helping the Chinese buy up African cobalt mines in 2016. And it goes on from there. We're going to cover that uh, on the next show, so stay with us on that. We're out of time. The calls really kind of you know, disrupted a little bit of our timetable, but uh, we love the calls, uh, so you know we're okay with that. All right, be sure to check out magapack.org. Make a donation if you can to keep this show commercial-free. Use Red State over at mypillow.com. And we'll see you next time. And my kids ride up to bear 